Good afternoon, this is Rupert Thompson, Chief Investment Officer at Kingswood Group. It's the 20th of December and I'm now going to run through recent developments in the markets and our thoughts on where markets are headed. Tighter times. Equity markets have continued their recent seesaw pattern. Global equities fell some 1.5% last week after a gain of 3% the previous one and are down a further 1-2% this morning. If today's declines are carried through to the US, this will leave markets off around 4-5% from their mid-November high. The latest decline has been triggered by renewed nervousness about Omicron on the back of the wave of restrictions being introduced in much of Europe, with the Netherlands now back in full-scale lockdown. Restrictions could clearly be tightened further, dealing a nasty blow to the hospitality and travel sectors. Even so, we continue to believe Omicron represents only a temporary disruption to the ongoing economic recovery. As one investment bank succinctly put it, Omicron should delay and divert rather than destroy demand. There's mounting evidence that booster jabs are effective and the antiviral pills will also help reduce hospitalisations. It should also not be forgotten that economies have become much more adept at dealing with COVID spikes over the last two years. Certainly Omicron did not dissuade the Fed and the Bank of England from tightening policy last week. The Fed, as expected, sped up the pace of its quantitative easing tapering, with bond purchases now set to finish in March rather than June. It also upped its forecast to three interest rate increases next year. Chair Powell, however, played down the extent of the hawkish swing by the Fed, and 10-year Treasury yields ended the week a little lower. Whereas the Fed is forecasting that rates will eventually rise to 2 to 2.5%, two the market sees them peaking at less than 1.5%. We are not convinced that such limited tightening as the market now expects will be enough to bring inflation down close to the Fed's 2% target. If we're right, 10-year US Treasury yields, which are backed of 1.4% from a high of 1.7% earlier in the year, should in due course resume their upward trend. Meanwhile, the Bank of England sprang a Christmas surprise on the markets, raising rates in December for only a second time in 45 years. It unexpectedly voted by 8 to 1 to raise rates from 0.1% to 0.25% and believes further modest tightening will be required. Two main factors were behind the MPC's decision. First, inflation has continued to surprise on the upside. Consumer price inflation hit a 10-year high of 5.1% in November, with the core rate, that is excluding food and energy prices, rising to 4%, the highest level since 1992. The bank now expects inflation to peak as high as 6% in the spring, before then falling back. Second, the labour market. The labour market remains very tight despite the ending of the furlough scheme. Job vacancies are at a record high and the unemployment rate has fallen to 4.2%. The fear is that the com current combination of high inflation and a tight labour market could fuel a wage price spiral. The 
ECB, by contrast, produced no surprises last week. It will continue with its quantitative easing programme next year, albeit at a reduced pace, and doesn't intend to start raising rates before 2023. As for the PBOC, the People's Bank of China, its policy is out of sync with the West, and rates were lowered slightly today. Chinese growth has slowed significantly following an early rebound from Covid, and policy is now being relaxed a little. This is in an attempt to support the economy and offset the drag coming from the property sector as a result of the ongoing demise of Evergrande, the property developer. Elsewhere, interest rates have generally been heading higher, albeit with the odd notable exception. Brazil, for instance, raised rates by 1.5% earlier this month to deal with spiralling inflation, whereas Turkey cut rates by 1% in an unorthodox bid to deal with exactly the same problem. As far as global equities are concerned, the direction of travel is clear. Central banks are now starting to unwind the massive policy stimulus unleashed during the pandemic. This is liable to lead to further market volatility and limit the extent of future gains in equities on the back of further increases in corporate earnings. Even so, as discussed last week, equities still look set to outperform bonds over over the next year, and we retain our constructive pro-equity stance. I'll end this commentary, the last of the year, on that positive note and wish you all a merry festive season and a prosperous new year. I'll be back again at the beginning of January. Thank you for listening. Please note that this podcast is for information purposes only. The views expressed do not constitute financial advice and please remember that the value of investments can go up as well as down. How an investment performed in the past may not be the same as how it performs in the future, and there may also be tax implications. Should you require advice, please speak to a qualified financial advisor.